All right, behind the vinyls back, and um, today, well, it's Darren, as usual. Of course. Of course, and me, Nicholas, and we're joined by uh, Mr. Scott from Hi. Rival Sons. Hi, this is Scott Holiday. Hey. Good to I have like, you, man. I like these guys. I'm happy to do this. We're going to talk about vinyl with two of my favorite dudes. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you're, a, uh, you're a big vinyl fan. Big Very fan. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh. a big music fan, and I prefer to listen to them on vinyl these days. Yeah. Love it. Uh, people, if you don't go and follow Scott on Instagram, you often uh, post a picture of your stereo with a couple of different vinyls. I have it. my little setup. Yeah. yeah. It's a really great sounding little setup with these Kef LS50s and a vintage Optonica, Sharp Optonica. Uh, it's kind of a weird high-end receiver and there are, are amp and then this uh, uh, Microsecchi table as well and um, it's good and it's got an upgraded stylus needle it's super fancy the speakers are incredible everyone thinks i have a sub hooked up but there it's all pretty balanced also and pretty flat and nice and um, i post these things on instagram because i am inspired by music it like when some i'm on the road or something or out with friends and somebody turns me on to music and i fall in love with it and it's it's like that I, it's the best gift. It's the best feeling you can have when someone goes, you turn you turns you on, and you go, oh my god, I love this. Thank you. And you're gonna listen to this and like have memories to it, and you're just this is the best gift. So I feel like I've discovered all this great music in my life through all my friends and travels and all this. I want people. I, I want to turn people on. I want to. I want them to see. Well, oh, he likes all this. So maybe I'll like that record I don't know about, and then they go get it. And the people have written me and said stuff like that. Like, oh my God, thank you. And it's cool. It's the best gift. So I'm just trying to turn people on, you know? That's really cool. Nice. We went to, um, we went across and saw you in, um, in Nashville, if you can remember that. Oh, yeah. Please go. Yeah. And we went into Third Man Records just going on a, to do a couple of photos that was fun and i remember you guys were sitting there and i'm like looking at my watch you know and you guys are <laughs> it's a great really shop there's not a huge it. selection but almost everything is good that's Absolutely. in there <laughs> yeah that so was great so uh today um we're going to do uh zz top uh eliminator we're going yeah. to just have a little bit of a dive into that for a for a little bit and and dig down um let, let's start off with zz top first a fan huge fan uh -huh. uh big band in my family uh, one of the biggest. My uh, my stepdad, who I was very, very close with when I was young, uh, and, and now too, but when I was really young, maybe like eight years old, he's a he's a engineer and a machinist at a college at home, so he's got all the tools to build everything. And if you remember in the 80s when they were making these videos, what was the thing that defined ZZ Top in all the videos? The car. Mm. Yep. And what did they always show in the videos every time? They would always keys. dangle those keys yeah. with the ZZ Top key. So he made the whole family sets of these like ZZ Top. We all had these. So oh, I, cool. I had this as a kid too. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really that nice. Really cool. yeah. yeah. So we were we were into that band to that degree to where we're making the keychain and, and everybody just really enjoyed this old old ZZ Top for sure. But I think it was a cool band that uh, really. Um, and it's strange. You would never looking at them or where they came from. Think of a band that really defined moving with the times and really defined an era. Like if you think about it, a record like 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 uh, we're going to talk about in a minute here, like Eliminator, it's just it was so quintessential. The singles were all over MTV, yep. which is where people listen to music. 
And um, it was just like a really, really important record of the 80s all of a sudden. Yeah. And this was a dirty bar band, the best damn bar band from Texas <laughs> that you're ever going to hear, you know. And um, they became much more than a bar band. They were one of the quintessential introducing electronic drums with dirty guitars. And, um, yeah, for, for all these reasons, aesthetically, the weird beards and cowboy suits and furry guitars and hot chicks and old cars. I mean, come on. Yeah. I just, this is like I, there's so much to like. It, it, it ticked all the <laughs> yeah. boxes. That, that, oh, this, this era uh, probably ensured their longevity, you know, I would say. This, this, um, oh, maybe, most definitely. Maybe not their legendary status because I think probably in America they could continue and they'd, yep. they'd hang around. But globally? I think they would have fallen quiet. Honestly, I think it would have fallen quiet for them. I think this was was much more than uh, just a good moment for them. I think it was defining. It was yeah. defining. It's They evolved. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good blues bands, but nobody really cared about blues bands then. you got to think, Stevie Ray Vaughan didn't come for another... A long time mm. for another decade or whatever, you know, there was a 10 years or something at least until he landed back and got like popular again. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but who, who sold, who could sell this amount of records? Who, who, which blues band? Stevie Ray Vaughan definitely didn't sell as you know, no, in his career. No. To what this album sold. No. Um, apart from, I would say apart from Eric Clapton. Yeah. He's probably the only one that come from the, um, yeah, yeah, I guess if you count, if you count guys like, uh, Jeff Healy, I don't know, that's, that's probably not that many records, but, yeah. um, Bonnie Ray, yeah, people that really, really went, Clapton would be the quintessential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. the only one that could match, probably exceeds ZZ Top in regards to album sales. I don't know, ZZ Top sold a fair few, this, this one in there, there this Eliminator, and what was the, the, uh, Afterburner. Afterburner. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Rough Boy. Rough boy. Oh, boy. And then they were part of the Back to the Future franchise. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. So they sold a few records. Absolutely. Well, this one And alone. I think that they just, the last one they made with uh, with Rick Rubin. Did you hear that? Dude, that was fucking amazing. That's a good record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the opening song, um, Get Me Some Pay or something guts like that. Me, guts Me Get Paid or yeah. whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. 25. Yes, yes, That is a lovely song. I think this record was like because I think that before this record, this was the first record I heard with ZZ Top. Yeah, and I think like in Europe, this was the record together with MTV and all that uh, yeah. really broke them in 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 the rest of the world as well. And that was cool. How many people probably got to go backwards, just going, "Oh, what's is what is a ZZ Top?" Yeah, and then went backwards and 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 discovered these older records that were just absolutely over the top you know that's what i did because i for me i didn't understand it back then but later on you read that like the diehard fans were kind of opposed to the the synthesizers and all that and for me was just like well this is what they sound like and then later on you heard jesus just left chicago and tush and all those songs and then you realize that they were a pretty different band back in the day compared to this one i I would say Pre this Lagrange, yeah, C- because of this, because of yeah. because of the the legs and uh, give me all your love and sharp dressed man, 
brought it to the mainstream, but oh, I would yeah. say probably now the quintessential ZZ Top song is LaGrange. Yeah. I uh, guess so. It's debatable. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's debatable. <laughs> You'd put it up against something. Um, it, it's, it's really difficult because I think a lot of people just like this is their record. People yeah. hear like Sharp Dress Man and Legs and like these songs. These are the ones yeah. for them, yeah. you know? Yeah. You pulled out a, t- a deep one, Rough Boy, but yeah. that's, that was a big one then. <laughs> but that one, that that one was, was big over here. It out. was yeah. big over here, you know. I'm I remember, rough boy. <laughs> I remember dancing to that one. TV Dinners, come on. Cheap oh, yeah, sunglasses. TV Dinner, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is TV Dinners on this record? TV Dinners is on it. It's on Absolutely. this record, yeah. yeah. It was one of the singles. TV Dinners. Dun, dun, it's so cool that they still kept a real dirty, greasy yeah. blues growl yeah. in there too. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Whoever came up with that, like, that how they would implement the electronic drums, really is a it was a brilliant feat. Well, the the whole electronic drums, and you know, if if you want to take it over a little bit, yeah. That was so funny that the album is basically just Billy Gibbons. <laughs> right and then um, uh, whatever you call them synthesizer drums and 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 bass yeah so it was kind of just him which I found really interesting that made me think that the art of the album was way more important than having all members playing on it yeah they probably felt like it's time to turn a corner yeah or there won't be another corner right right yeah, yeah. or that or they just Somebody remixed some stuff, or maybe Billy tucked in the studio and they they pulled a couple tracks out and somebody yeah. reacted to it. And the rest yeah. of the guys went, you know, maybe Billy went, "Look, man, we're still gonna split everything." And they went, "That's cool." <laughs> and and they did split everything. Right, writing credits uh, on the three of them on this yeah. album. Yeah, right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is exactly what Billy sounds like. In case yeah. you guys haven't met him. Hey, man. Yeah. I was wearing this real shiny suit when I met Billy the first time. This, like, silver foil kind of suit, pinstriped. And, of course, he was looking super fresh, too. (laughs) And he walks up to me, and he does, like, a, you know, a head-to-toe kind of thing, up and down. And he's got black gloves on. And he does, like, just like the video where they, like, point, you know, when they go (laughs) down, like, the swirl the finger. He does the swirl, like, up and down my outfit. And he went, nice suit. (laughs) I just went, oh, shit. <laughs> I was passed out. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's a good one. Uh, let's play a song. This is um, Shop Dress Man. Big piece, mm-hmm. big, big lot, man. He was, uh, I mean, 
I, I, I don't even call his playing white boy blues. That's some dirty, dirty, hot sauce Texas blues. But he's really got the slow hand thing. As they went longer, his hand got slower in a cool way. Yep. Not like in a crippled way. It got greasier. And he really would find the pocket and stuff, um, which I really love. Uh, I think his tones were a big huge influence on me the real gritty grindy um and his slide hand i really really love right, so yeah. i just that was a, just from growing up with it it was so cool to hear these electronic uh, arrangements and then have this like really really greasy blue solo happen and it wasn't like about flipping and spinning and turning and tapping and like there was the showmanship was in the like disgustingness of the when it's just so very confident and cool yeah yeah it was a big giant influence on me as a kid mm -hmm. and to this day yeah you um it, what other guitar plays are influencing oh so you? many man yeah so many um i mean his good friend jeff beck is a pretty giant influence on me uh and jeff's great friend jimmy page was a, a big influence it's um, like the holy trio. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes Billy Gibbons doesn't get get penciled in with the the Becks and the Claptons and the and the Pages. Yeah. Where I think he should. Well, I mean he's he's a he's a Texas blues guitar player, so you can draw him into like the Johnny Winner, who's a big influence on mm. me. Johnny Winner, uh, uh uh God who else do I want to say? Sorry, my brain's a little flat right now. I've been on an eternal night. I'm on tour, and I haven't seen daylight in, in like a week. <laughs> Who um, has? So there's a, there's there's a bunch of American players that that are, are really fantastic, but I think they don't lump them in because that's kind of like this. It's Clapton, Beck, Page. It's yeah. all it's the English dudes, you yeah. know. Um, and they were all yardbirds anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Um, all all those players were big influences um, from from that era. Um, Bands like the Animals were a big influence. Uh, a lot of garage rock, like the Sonics and uh, uh, Strawberry Alarm Clock, all of these kind of acts really turned me on. Um, Dave Gilmore is a really, really big influence. Dude, that that guy, you know, one He's got note, a special one kind note, of tone. Yeah, yeah one it's note crazy. could tell a fucking full story. Isn't yeah, that great? it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I love his his economy and his choices, and he's a real tone wizard and. I've spent a lot of time, uh, not just in this band, but my whole career, really uh, going down the tone uh, tunnel, just going all the way there, and really taking things apart and understanding it, you know, and, and getting into that. Um, of course, all these older guitar players are a big influence, and I think you could hear it in the band, but there's also a lot of new guys. You know, I'm really influenced by uh, uh, the guys in Radiohead, you know. Oh. Johnny's great. Um, um, everybody, I mean, the, the the trio of guitars in that band is great, and the Sonics in that band are just fantastic and, and hugely influential. Um, even players like Nick Zinner from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, I really enjoy. I think Jack does a lot for the guitar. Um, Jack is, is he's a funny kind of player because I don't find him to be like an extraordinary extraordinary player or anything. I always say it's, it sounds like a backhanded compliment, but never has somebody done so much with so little <laughs> right yeah. and I, 
I hope he doesn't ever like by chance hear that and go, "This guy's <laughs> what a dick." I'm a good guitar player. That's what he's gonna say. Fuck y'all. <laughs> let's let's have a guitar off then. But really, that's what I think, and I don't think anything's gonna change it. I've seen him play plenty of times, and he's a massive influence on me. But he's never gonna be like one of those influential, virtuosic kind of players. And you know what? Fucking great. Mm. Most of those virtuosic players, it was only good for a minute. Yeah. Mm. Even virtuoso, quote-unquote, players nowadays, and it's just tiring on the ear. It's not my thing. I like guys that are, are into, into making, taking chances, not afraid to make a mistake. I like the imperfections. I like the reality in, in that kind of music. I think a player like Mark Rabot, Played with Tom Waits amongst a bunch of other people is a great view of a, of a, of a massive artistic player. Um, Nels Klein, the same way. Um, guys that are super proficient and beautiful phrasers and, and, and just great players, you know. But they're also crazy and psychotic. And they play all these wrong notes. And you're going, what the fuck is this? This sounds crazy. It sounds like you cut half his hand off. And then they... It's like rolling down the stairs, falling down the stairs and landing on your feet into this beautiful pose. This is how they're playing guitar. Yeah. And I find it exciting and beautiful and it's touching. It's, it moves me, you know? Love it. That's cool. Great. Um, let's play another song. Um, let's go TV dinners and back shortly. <laughs> TV dinners, that was probably the first time I heard that expression. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. We were eating those things. Yeah, I know. And that was such an American <laughs> thing as well, that. I think. And yeah. Australian. That was a bit Australian too. TV dinners were. Oh, absolutely. okay. All right. And then the microwave, TV microwave dinners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 The Hungry Man, the Swansons. Yeah. Get the Salisbury steak with the little uh, cherries jubilee and <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> I think they made a video for it too, and it was really gross. I and think like, so. I think there's a video of that one. It's yeah, really yeah. gross and yeah. green and yeah. nasty. Oh, yeah. And the groove is now, for now standards today, it's really dirty and slow. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just like here come the guitar solos, and they're just grimy, and they just sit. It's slow, and they're even pulling the beat back they're never sitting on top of the beat you know right. so cool love it i thought shark always there's a hu- there's a thread of humor through zz top right oh, oh absolutely yes so we all yeah. see this thread of humor yes yep. yes and all their videos the, uh, the thread of humor is really apparent visually when you see them but even musically and this track reminded me we were already listening to zz top in the in the house and this one reminded me of a track like cheap sunglasses right so i said he writes a song called cheap sunglasses you know, with an amazing riff and an amazing everything. Um, and then they came out with this. And I'm like, TV dinners, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun. That's, that's great that you're, um, 
your gateway into ZZ Top was so young. I think both of ours was this record. Oh, it was definitely yeah. really? this one. Yes, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. My uncles love this, man. They, my, my uncles were rock and roll. They were young, very young uncles, so like their early twenties, twenties or whatever. And they wore those glasses. They all had those same like Ray Ban Wayfarer glasses, and just, just like I said, we had the keychains, and it was was played at parties, and they were like you know rough around the edge kind of dudes. And this music was just a really good backdrop. So it was just ever present in my childhood. Nice. Love it. It's also fascinating that it's been the three same guys throughout their whole career. Absolutely. I'm going to add the fascinating facts of ZZ Top. Most known, if you had to pick one thing that ZZ Top is known for, it is what? The beards. Well, the beards. Yeah. The beards. Well, one guy doesn't have a beard. Exactly. Yeah. What's his name? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Frank. Weird. Is that real? <laughs> Let's do the research on that. I don't know. Did yeah. they just? Well, you know, it it must be weird because when they started, he was Frank Beard, and they didn't have the beard. Exactly. Absolutely, that's so true. That's when you so true. there's a there's a book, um, oh, guitars, cars and guitars, or something like that. Yeah. A big coffee table book of Billy Gibbons. Have you seen it? No. It's it's magical. All his guitars. Oh, and, okay. and all his cars. Right. Um, right. God yeah, bless it. And it's 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 really cool. And there's pictures of. Of the guys back in the beginning of ZZ Top, right? You know, and uh, and without any beards. Oh, okay, it's, cool. It's so great. I'm gonna. I know people in Radioland can't see this, but I'm just gonna sh- for for shits and giggles, as we say. <laughs> I'm gonna um, show you guys the car that just got looked at that um, I was going to sell to some German to import to Germany. <laughs> He said, yeah, the picture looks better. I don't <laughs> I do not want to take your car today. So I said, okay. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Beat it. So I'm, I'm keeping the car then. But this is the car that I'm going to oh, keep, by the way. It's a 56 Pontiac. Oh. You're, and I'm showing this to you because we're That's talking nice about one. Billy Gibbons. Cars, yeah. and, right. cars and guitars. Yeah. And it's just uh, Jeff Beck oh, we mentioned earlier, wow. too. And... Uh, Nice. I'm I'm a car enthusiast. I'm a, I'm like a car enthusiast, but I'm just uh, at about like a one hundredth of the money that he has. So, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about Jeff Beck earlier too. Same uh, known car enthusiast, hot rod builder. Oh, you know, has okay. has a you know a stable of of uh, like not funny car, but like how old old like thirties forties hot rods. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, well, his album cover. Yeah. yeah. When when he's in the garage, yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Of course. Yes. Yeah. So he's a car guy. He's a okay. Car. I, 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 there's a, there's a thing to it because it's it's real common. Guitar players and cars. It's like a it's something, and we name our guitars a lot of times. We'll have girl names, and so will the cars. And there's yeah, just something about those items. I think not only for for men, but for 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 people. I, I can I can I don't know whether I can see a connection, but I can see how there is a connection there, and how somehow there is. Yeah. 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 Well, I have guitars, and I have a lot of fancy guitars, too. Billy's a huge... This is what we haven't talked about, I should mention. His guitar collection has inspired me for years. The the funny guitars, the weird guitars... The, uh, I mean, I have a Billy Bow named after him. Oh, you have, I mean, you have mm-hmm. one? That... A, a Jupiter, yeah. Absolutely. But I, my Jupiter was built by guys in France, uh, a company called Mela de Wind, and it's it's aluminum. Right. So more than just kind of copy my heroes, I'm trying to take an idea and 
to put take it, it to the next level. Do so. I want to say to do something with it. Yeah. I don't want because then I'm I'm insinuating that their level is lower. But I'm trying to do something with it. Like yeah. I I want to do something like that. So instead of just going and getting what they have, I go yeah. I build guitars. I'm into that. I like I like have builders that I want to work with. I have ideas, you know. So I get these metal guitars and odd shaped guitars and yeah. the Firebirds and I have guitars with pinstriping done, like motorcycle guys have done it for me and gold guitars and just real fancy guitars you only want to play when they're going to go on stage. They yeah. should they yeah. shouldn't live in a room and they don't. No. And uh, Billy was a really really big influence uh, with with Mike Campbell and Tom Petty as well. But Billy was probably the one of the quintessential ones. And if you go look at my collection, we can go look out here. Yeah. You'll look through here and go, these look like guitars Billy Gibbons will play. In there. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Except they're all too heavy. He'd have to hollow them all out, <laughs> which I, is what he does. I, I, oh, he does, does he? Yeah, the, uh, all, his, his Les Paul thing is yeah. uh, where they're pretty much chambered and hollow inside their light. Yeah. And I play 11 uh, gauge of strings. It's like a heavier string. Yeah. And he plays eights. Right. Oh, gotcha. okay. So you're hearing all that grime. I mean, he must have like a feather touch. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I often cool. sonically wonder what those, especially the furry guitars, sound like. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often wonder whether they're. I read somewhere that with the, um, they had the, those spinning guitars. But the first time they did that, Dusty Hill knocked himself out. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> he hit himself in the head. I didn't yeah. hear this. Yeah. <laughs> hit himself in the head, shot himself in the foot. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> He's done it all, man. Yeah. He's done it all. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's so true. Excellent. Um, let's finish up. Um, yes. We're going to go out with legs. Um, probably the biggest video the guys have had. Such um, a great video. Yeah. Such a great video. Probably the one that started it all, right? I think that was the... Was that the first video off this record, the first single? I think so. It's yeah. before. Is that before Sharp Dressed Man? It, actually, it's it's not. Um, Sharp Dressed Man was first. Sharp Dressed Man yeah. was first. Yeah. Give me all your loving was first. Actually, it's the last video from uh, from this, which is surprising. <laughs> I remember it being the first, the the first one I kind of saw. Yeah, and I remember like like way later on, like the last couple of years. I think they they got some flack. For those videos and with the women and all that, people saying, well, you can never make a video like that today and, you know, and stuff like that. You can't but buy that kind of press, man. <laughs> no, exactly. But I love those videos. And I said, the keys and all that and the car and, you know, there was a story to it in, in there somewhere. They were cartoon characters. Yeah. And they kind of made them like they were continuing. Like, yeah. Where, where are they going to show up next? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What poor saw are they going to help next? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, well I'm, I'm going to say, like, I don't want to get political or, or in the whole Me Too thing, but actually on the back of that, they were, they were on the woman's side. Yeah, that were they oh, yeah. were the protectors. Exactly. Oh and yeah, the, sure. Yeah, the, uh, absolutely. the superheroes that come absolutely. in. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and the know. women were always empowered. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah, this is the way you get around it. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the '80s when they were really taking away all the power of women. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. throwing buckets of water on them. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And you think it went away with rock and roll? It just got worse when it got to the hip hop thing. Yeah. So when oh, you yeah. when you think about. Um, when you think about these guys and all these hot women, they were kind of like superheroes, yeah. the women. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Super bitches. Doing it. <laughs> Doing it with class. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, yes. bleep it. Yes. That's good. Uh, That's good. Scott, thanks for your time. Yes, right pleasure. Um, right and right we'll on, just brother. remind everyone, Feral Roots is out now. Go and, uh, go and buy it. Go and stream it. Yeah, I'm going to announce right here. This is the first interview. It's, I don't know if anybody knows, but we got nominated for 
two Grammys at home. You did exactly. indeed. Exactly. Yeah, man. So uh, t- too bad for the performance and Furrow Roots for Rock Album of the Year. It's got some legs, man. We're going to stick yeah. around right now with it and see how it goes. Absolutely. Love it. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for your time, man. And um, Great hanging with you guys, man. Thank see you. you.